Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday the 14th of April in this shortened week and as usual with all the information contained in this podcast is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well let's go to the scores on the doors as usual. The Dow Jones closing up 300 and 83 points, or 1.14%, 34,030, going through the 34,000 level. We had a high of 408 points up, and a low of 41 points down. So a pretty good day for the Dow, pretty good day as well for the NASDAQ, up 1.99%, 237 points, 12,166 S&P 500 in the middle for Diddle, as always, up 1.33%, 54 points, 41.46, doing very well. SPY futures, a little bit muted to say the least. We had a 20-point loss yesterday on the ASX 200. We're showing a 15-point gain on the ASX 200 SPY futures this morning, which is only 0.2 of a percent, but I'd imagine there's going to be some caution. It is Friday and we are heading into US reporting season, whatever that does mean. Of course, for Australian stocks, is always a mute point. But 15 points up on the ASX futures, hardly a stunning day in store. A lot of people still on holiday because of the Easter break. I have to say, with school holidays around at the moment, traffic is pretty light here in Sydney, wandering around the place. In terms of US stocks, well, some pretty good moves last night, especially in the technology sector. Apple up 3.4%, Meta up 3%, Google up 2.7%, Microsoft 2.2%, Amazon 4.7%, Tesla 3%, Netflix 4.6%. Even the US banks ahead of their kickoff to reporting season. JP Morgan up 0.4%, Citigroup up 08 Goldman up 06 Bank of America up 03 and Wells Fargo up one2 And Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was up 2.9%. There, ExxonMobil up half a percent, General Motors falling 0.3, and we did see uh, Ford down 1.7%. Over in Europe, the European banks, UBS used to be smart, was up 0.3, Deutsche down 0.8 of a percent, so nothing very significant there. In the bond markets in the US, the 10 year uh, yields rising slightly 3.449%, 2.8 basis points, but the two year yields coming down below. 4%, 3.96, and the Aussie 10-year, 3.33, which was up slightly yesterday. Bitcoin up again, 30,319. The Aussie dollar, uh, pretty uh, 67.82 at the moment, and the US dollar index was down half a percent, with the gold price doing well last night on the back of that, up 1.3%. And we'll get on to commodities in a minute. But last night was all about the producer price index, uh, which is a measure of prices paid by companies. And it is supposed to be a leading indicator of consumer inflation. Now, this declined 0.5% month over month, which were better than analyst expectations, which was for a flat number. Excluding food and energy, the core wholesale prices reading shed 1.5% 
0.1% month over month, much better than the 0.2% increase expected by economists. Now, put this in perspective, this 2.7%, which we saw the PPI rise, was against last March, its high point was 11.7%. So that gives you some idea of how far producer prices have fallen from that peak, which was last March, at 11.7% to now 2.7%. So that is a significant drop. And if that is the case, that is the annual basis for the PPI, 2.7%, smallest gain in more than two years. If that is the case, that is pointing to further falls in the CPI and does mean the Fed has a little more latitude in terms of putting rates up one or two, maybe last time. So interesting. That is why the market rallied last night, to say the least. In other U.S. news, uh, Goldman uh, Sachs' equity strategist David Costin said he has pared back his outlook for S&P 500 dividends for 2025. I didn't realize the S&P actually 500 companies paid dividends, certainly not something the U.S. is usually known for, paying dividends. The Australian market is very much a dividend and income-paying market due to the franking credit bias that we have. The U.S., you tend to buy the U.S. for growth rather than dividends. But anyway, he is paring back his dividend uh, forecasts. And the U.S. stock rally is unconvincing, apparently, according to the American Association of Individual Investors. They found that optimism about where stocks will be out six months has dropped. Bullish sentiment plunged 7.2% to 26.1%, the survey found. This is a good sign, I would suggest, if everybody is bearish and the market is going up. Uh, That uh, tends to suggest that there are people capitulating and changing their views. If everybody was bullish uh, and the market was at its highs, who else is left to buy it? So uh, that is the, um, the contrarian indicator, I guess. In terms of commodities last night, let's go through them. Uh, Brent crude down 1.1%. has been on a pretty good run recently. Uh, we saw Brent crude down 1.1.97 of a dollar, 97 cents. $86.26 oil price for WTI. A little bit worse, down 1.3%, a dollar 10. 82.11. The gold price, well, it is very close to a record. I think the record high, 2,075, although that is not inflation adjusted. $2,040 up 25 bucks last night, up 1.3%. So we will see more buying, I suspect, in our gold sector today. Platinum up 3.1% uh, to 1,047. Silver up 1.3%. So all things looking good in precious metals. In base metals, copper up 1.2, nickel up 0.4, aluminium up 1.8, zinc up 1.8, lead up 0.6, and ton up 0.9 of a percent. Yesterday, iron ore prices eased back a little bit, down around half a percent. Coal was also easier as well. And lithium got another smack in the head, down 4.7% according to the numbers coming out of China. So don't expect too much in the lithium space at the moment. But in other news, in terms of iron ore, that Category 5 cyclone, uh, is um, Isla, Ilsa rather, 
is uh, been downgraded to a Category 3 cyclone. So more news on that as the day progresses, no doubt. But certainly some of those iron ore stocks were a little bit weaker yesterday, as we did see battening down the hatches on production and operations in the Pilbara. Looking at mining stocks overseas, BHP was up half a percent, Rio up 0.7 of a percent, Freeport McMoran up 4.8%, Alcoa up 3.3%, Tech, which has knocked back the Glencore bid again. Uh, interestingly, I was watching TV last night and Glencore was actually advertising on SBS. My wife asked, what possible reason would Glencore advertise on SBS? Well, PR, I guess, is the only answer. You don't go into a shop and say, give me some Glencore coal, please. Anyway, Vale down 1.2%. Albemarle up 0.7% of a percent in the US trade. CBA overseas up 0.6% of a percent there. In local news today, uh, not a lot so far this morning, uh, but the... Um, Speculation there is in the papers today about a potential Seven West Media and Foxtel merger. Also, last night it was announced that Oz Minerals, which will be taken out by BHP, looks as if it's a dead set cert now. Everyone's agreed pretty much. Uh, it will be replaced by Bellevue Gold in the S&P ASX 200 index. That will happen prior to the open on the 19th of April. So I guess that's another reason to be buying Bellevue Gold just at the moment as it goes into all those index funds. In broken news, Treasury Wine Estates upgraded to buy from Outperform at CLSA. The Lottery Corp, TLC, downgraded to neutral from Outperform at Macquarie. News out this morning as well in the papers, well, it's certainly some rumours, that PointsBet, having failed to sell its Australian business, it looks as if that uh, those discussions have gone sour over the price that the CEO wants for the business, which was around 250 million bucks, uh, they are now looking maybe to sell their North American business. So um, that is an interesting development there. The article in the paper today suggests that the business will be for sale and interested parties could include a PE group and notes that Bally, I guess they make pinball machines, took a look last year, but it's unclear if Bally is still interested. Smart Group downgraded to a neutral from a buy at City, and we also had today some talk in the papers about the Australian aged care sector implications. Yesterday, we saw one aged care provider uh, move to close down uh, some of its homes as a result of staff shortages and new regulations that are coming in. Uh, their staff requirements have meant they were unable to uh, keep those centres open. So. Uh, there are multiple professional associations, including the Australian College of Nursing and Aged Care, have expressed concerns over the 1st of July target for 24-7 nurses in residential aged care facilities. I guess this will play into the hands of the big established players and competition will be knocked out by the smaller players struggling to find staff. And finally, there's a good article today in the Fin Review from Chanticleer saying that fund managers are sitting on their hands ahead of confession season. Australian cash equities turnover was down nearly 27% in March quarter compared to the same time last year. And fund managers are threatening to sit tight in companies get real, apparently, about June year-end numbers. So they see analysts being too bullish with their earnings expectations. Well, that's it. Question of the day today. What is your most trusted source of information 
on the stock market. And I'm not fishing for compliments about Marcus today, but what else is your most trusted source of information and recommendations in the stock market? Interesting to know. This comes after a conversation I had with Bryce Lesky from Equity Mates talking about uh, the first thing I read in the morning, which is my Bloomberg on my iPhone. Uh, it's not a very expensive a subscription by any stretch of the imagination is certainly not as expensive as a Bloomberg terminal, but for me, it is absolutely essential reading. What is your essential reading first thing in the morning before you get set for the day's trade? Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. And as always, may the trading gods be with you.